Remember that one time when you were vice president of the United States for eight years <laughs> and then you couldn't remember the name of the guy who was president? The vice president has been kind enough to take on managing this part of the portfolio for me, just as I did for when I was vice president for my former president. <laughs> that's, oh, wait, that's not that one time. That's like that fourth time. This figurehead is sinking. The approval ratings are dismal. The, the approval ratings from black voters are dismal. From Hispanic voters are dismal. Who's keeping them afloat? Uh, white, educated, hypnotized smuggles. So what does the party do next? Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats, and tyrants everywhere. Now, from the high mountains of free America, here's the Emerald City Exile, Todd Herman. Today is the day the Lord has made for you. It's an opportunity for all of us. He's made it for all of us to rejoice and to be glad in it. And these are the times through which God has decided we shall live. As it says in the book of Esther, refers to times such as these. When we do it the right way, we put God at the center of this podcast with conservative politics at the edges. And I think about the Tower of Babel and then the reverse Babel. Yeah, that, I didn't, that didn't occur to me until a friend of mine said something to me about the Tower of Babel. That Pentecost was the reverse Tower of Babel. It's when um, people spoke in tongues. The apostles were given the uh, miraculous ability by the, by the Holy Spirit to speak in tongues. Uh, when 3,000 people or more got baptized right in front of the people who had killed the Lord Jesus' body. Uh, which then rose again in three days. Uh, but it was the reverse Tower of Babel. Beautiful way to think of it, isn't it? And I think of Biden in the Tower of Babel. And I think of the, the babbling. And I think of what these guys are going to do. How are they going to deal with this, the party? What will they do? The inflation is insane. Our friends and partners at American Financing and AmericanFinancing.net uh, are reminding people that interest rates almost have to go up at some time. Almost have to. They can get you locked in right now if you are in the position, if you need to buy a house or there are some areas of the country where buying a house makes a lot of sense right now. They can get you locked into an interest rate for 120 days. You can have four months to find a house. You hook up with them at AmericanFinancing.net, AmericanFinancing.net. The approval ratings for this figurehead, uh, this is from Real Clear Politics, the, uh, the aggregation of polls, approve uh, 35 points. Is that right? That's so hard getting old. Where's my bifocals? I'm making fun of Biden. 38.9% disapprove, 54.7%. Craziness. And this is going to continue because they have nothing. I mean, last time around, I told you guys that the... COVID was the election and the election was COVID. And that turned out to be exactly right. They're trying to make the January 6th thing, the election, the midterms. That's obviously their full focus. Speaking of that, Representative Jim Jordan 
says that the uh, Democrats, and I don't think it's that he says, I think this is evident because they have the evidence. Jim Jordan said members of the so-called House Select Committee investigating the Capitol, the, the January 6th event, the riot, alerted a text message between or altered a text message between him and former White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows. So this isn't, they say, this is actually proven. The message was presented by the so-called committee as follows. On January 6, 2021, Vice President Pence, as president of the Senate, should call out all electoral votes he believes are unconstitutional as no electoral votes at all. Adam Schiff, a um, unconstitutional leaker who propelled the absolutely unproven Russia lie, the hoax for nearly four years, at the time, described the message as an attempt by Jordan to suggest the former vice president simply throw up votes that he unilaterally deems unconstitutional. However, it turns out that the message was a direct quote from the Department of Defense Inspector General Joseph Schmitz and not from Jordan himself. The message was also edited, cut off the rest of the sentence, which reads in full, in accordance with guidance from the founding father, Alexander Hamilton, and judicial press precedents. So they're, <laughs> they're altering evidence in a committee where to believe is bipartisan and serious. And this is what they have with this figureheads approval ratings down to yeah 38.9%. And the numbers uh, with Hispanics and black voters are, are dismal. That's, they've never seen this uh, for a president, let alone a figurehead. And this is truly what this guy is left with is on the world stage. We were told constantly there was no respect for President Trump on the world stage. This is the full clip of the figurehead quite literally forgetting the name of Barack Hussein Obama. Mm -mm -mm. I, uh, I thought it was important uh, that I come by because I think when you have uh, everyone from presidents to prime ministers to foreign ministers here, this should be principle to principle. The vice president has been kind enough to take on managing this part of the portfolio for me, just as I did for when I was vice president for my former president. And uh, and I uh, but uh, it is uh, it is something that uh, and I've asked her to personally do this, but it is my responsibility. And I want you to know that on a leader to leader level, like we did, whether it's uh, at uh, dealing with climate in Europe or here, it's uh, it should be person to person. And you should have access to me, and I hope I can have access to you as well. Oh, sorry. Is he done? I, I got so drawn in. It's because we're used to this. I, I want us just to put ourselves in the mind of Vlad Putin. Or... Or the dictator of China, Chi. <laughs> this is the guy. This is the strategist. This is the guy we have to defeat. Please get me a one-on-one -on -one with this guy, which is why he doesn't get one-on-ones, which is why he's wandering around the White House arguing with people saying, I remember I, I, I'm, I'm the president. He, this is, these are news reports that he's reminding his staff, ah, ah, I'm, the, I'm, the, I'm the president or the, the, you know the thing. I'm not making fun of dementia. It's not funny. 
I'm making fun of the circumstance where this is normal, where he's the, he's the chief executive. What's the party going to do? I mean, if you wanted to go full on um, movie script, you'd have him die from the COVID. But then you've got you've got people who'd be plotting that going, no, no, no. What? No, 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 no. We declared victory against the COVID. He can't die from the COVID. You know, let's have an assassination. No, we protect him. They could argue for why didn't you protect him more? Maybe he'll die. Well, maybe he will. I'm not wishing that upon him. What do they do? Cammie Harris. What do they do? I mean, they've got to be talking to Jill and saying, Jill, please get your guy to not run again, please. And maybe it's the midterms. Maybe when there's the glorious, glorious victory and the rock-ribbed oak of a conservative, Mitchell McConnell, with his team, Mitt Romney, and, and in the House, uh, Kevin McCarthy, that rock-ribbed constitutional conservative of in port. When he finally, when they lead us to great victory, maybe then at that point, Biden can recognize his weakness. But I find myself in second Kings. I find myself rereading the first and second Kings in the Holy Bible. And I'm reminded that once people get a taste of this stuff, they do not want to let it go. They cannot see their own inequities. They, they cannot see that they've turned completely and utterly from God almighty, completely and utterly. And there has never been a more godless administration. I mean, I thought Obama was the godless of all godless administrations, but the godlessness of, of the Biden regime is so profound and by the way, I'm not here to tell you that there's some really godly Republican you know, administration waiting in the wings. I, I wish that were the case. I don't know that to be the case. I know there's some godly Republicans, and I, and, and I would hope the Lord would, would, would answer our prayers to move them into positions of control or power or influence. Or rather, let me say it in a better way, to have an opportunity to serve rather than be served. And I do think Obama runs this behind the scenes. He said as much. But no, it's not Biden's. Biden's a man. Biden's got this. He's got it in, in, in control of the palm of his fist. All this. He's just he's just playing rope a dope. Really? So Donnie Lemon, you remember Don Lemon? He used to have his own TV show on CNN and then it got yanked out of his uh, very capable hands. <laughs> Don, Don, Don Lemon's the guy who asked the question about. Uh, could global warming be causing black holes? Uh, no, black holes don't happen within the atmosphere. Could the uh, airplane, the airplane that disappeared, could it have gone into a global warming caused black hole? No, black holes don't, they're not, there's no black holes in the atmosphere. Or we wouldn't be here. Don Lemon got to do a guest appearance in CNN. And to the credit of Don Lemon, the actor, Don Lemon asked the White House spokeslier, Jean Kier, he asked her a, a perfect, perfectly sensical question. 
given the fact that, that the figurehead cannot remember Barack Obama's name. Does the president have the stamina, physically and mentally, do you think, to continue on even after 2024? <laughs> now, I love this clip. When we get the video thing rolling, and we will, uh, we'll watch this stuff together. I love this because it's the split screen, and you have the spokes liar who has her job because she is black and same-sex attracted. Y you see this look on her face. And, and I just, I know that the booker for CNN's getting a phone call from Jean-Pierre or Jean-Pierre. And I know that she's going to say, how dare Don Lemon ask me this question? Does the president have the stamina physically and mentally, do you think, to continue on even after 2024? Now you can imagine that she's got a real, real tight answer to this, right? Because, you know, she's the one, she answers all the questions from the reporters right off the top of her, right off the top of her head. Uh, but no, no. Uh, okay, I'll stop teasing. I'll stop teasing. I'll play the whole clip this time, I promise. Does the president have the stamina, physically and mentally, do you think, to continue on even after 2024? Don, you're asking me this question. Oh, my gosh. He's the president of the United States. You know, it, he, I can't even keep up with him. We just got back from New Mexico. We just got back um, from California. Uh, that is, uh, I, 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 that is not a question that we should be even asking. Just look at the work that he does. Look what he's, how he's delivering uh, for the American American public. Look, that what that 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 article that we're talking about is hearsay. It's salacious. That's not what we care about. <laughs> okay. Don, you're asking me this? My gosh. It's like someone's offered some sexual innuendo at a birthday party for grandma. She's stunned. And then her answer, he's the president of the United States. That means he's perfectly well. But people can watch this. And so it's got to be January 6th. It, it, it's got to be, this is your choice. You can have a bunch of terrorists who tried to steal the election by murdering cops, like 12 cops they murdered, uh, and then danced on their dead bodies. Uh, and then for a while, they even seized Congress and passed 12 laws and then got into the White House. Oh, you didn't know that? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, what happened. Or you can have a forgetful old man. What does the party do? There is this theory, and I don't think it's completely whack. They have an opportunity to say, you know, Biden's a good man. He tried really hard. But the Republicans are so brutal, so scurrilous, so without ethics, the times are so dangerous that we really need someone with younger energy who's in fact tougher. That, that God love Joe Biden. He is a good man. He's just good old Joe from Delaware. He rides the Amtrak. He's just too good of a man. We need a fighter. And to reach down into the ranks of the left 
and what they'd be wise to do is they would be wise to bring a, they would rise to construct a groundswell for an outsider. They would be wise to have their Trump. And so it could be someone, and it would have to be someone who is someone they would call a minority. It would have to be someone who is a very exciting, rabble-rousing speaker. Um, like Ibrahim, what's his name? This, this academic who goes about, uh, Ibrahim X, goes about teaching about white fragility and such. That they'd have to have someone who has an academic veneer, someone who comes across as a fighter, someone who comes across as an activist, someone who's made some money. And they bring him in and as an outsider and the party, the Democrats can act like, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. This is very dangerous. And, and, then, and then they could stand back as he just sweeps the country or she, or well, for that matter, there's no such thing as a man or a woman. So they sweep the country and they could step back and go, well, you know what? This pe- the people have spoken and they could be going to Joe Biden. Hey, we're trying. And he wouldn't know. Uh, we're trying to beat this guy. He wouldn't know. Uh, don't let him run. Uh, well, we can't. We can't. It's just too popular. They could be doing this behind the scenes. And and this if, to think this isn't done and that they wouldn't do this, that this, is, this isn't the way you depose the king. You, you get rid of the king and have it be someone Obama blessed. Don't, don't think for a second they're not out there looking at the farm team this way of an outsider. This would be the perfect time. And it would be a leftist strongman. And it will be a leftist strongman stepping in to say, Joe Biden is not of the right mind. He's not of the right generation to go after the terrorists up to January 6th. I'll go after him. They won't even ban Trump from running for office. I'll ban Trump. They won't ban guns. Dang it. I will go door to door. Inflation. Yeah, that's right. You know what we're going to do? We're going to go with inflation this way. The rich, I'm seizing stuff. That's it. There's enough, enough you know, kid handling the rich. I'll just go through and I'll see stuff. I'll sign executive orders. Oh, heck yes, they're constitutional. I mean, this is the perfect time for this. Because logic would say none of this has worked. Logic would say this guy's lost. Logic would say the appeal to authority stuff, it doesn't work. We can't, we can't do this. This is destroying America. We're, we're destroying America. Guys, we're destroying America. And then you have the work of the economic forum going, that's right, you are. Mm-hmm. That's right, you're destroying America. Why don't we just blow it up? That's what I would be doing if I were them. And they can just say, hey, look, the Republicans had Trump. We've got, we've got these guys, this, this person, this, this eunuch, this genderless self-invented, self-created being. That's what I would be doing if I were them. And they have to do something because there's so much more to the destruction and just the absolute sinking of this guy. And I'm thinking about all the times throughout biblical history where the godly advisors were going, "Uh, don't, God told you to die. God said, go and have complete victory over here and you didn't and God said don't 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 leave anything behind then you left things behind and oh it's biblical in scope Soda Weight Loss at sotaweightloss.com does this the right way first of all they're very descriptive 
Like you'll hear me talk about when I do this the right way, dropping unwanted fat from your body. Why? Weight means nothing. Nothing. Like if anyone ever asks you in a medical setting, you know, we want to calculate your BMI. Say why? What, what does BMI have to do with anything? Oh, well, th- this is how we look at your health. No, that doesn't convey health at all. Y- you can have a, um, a world-class weightlifter who's way out of whack on BMI, body mass index, because they've got too much weight for their frame, but they've got all this muscle. And that'll come across as obese. So BMI doesn't work. So what do they start with? They start with body composition. So at Soda Weight Loss at SodaWeightLoss.com, they want to know how much fat's in your body. Why? Well, because we have to have certain amounts of fat to be safe. But because of the modern diet, that is the diet the party has us eat because they've created us as little pre-diabetics or or big pre-diabetics because there's a lot of money in having a whole nation that are diabetics. So the food, the food pyramid has created a lot of this problem. So they look, at the, they look at the body composition because we don't know how much fat they want you to lose from your body. Then they do the math. And here's what they'll tell you. They'll say, like I've done this with my wife. My wife is going on her 13th or I think 14th week, successful week of dropping unwanted fat with soda weight loss. Then they're going to tell you, okay, here's the math. We think that you should drop this much fat per week. What's that do for you? Gives you predictability. It gives you a time where it's over. Like at this point, you will have, you will have dropped this fat. It, it goes to your budget, right? Here's how much this is going to cost. It goes to the investment in time. How can they do this? So exactly, because they're state of the art. Soda weight loss, S-O-T-A weight loss is state of the art. They open themselves up for measurement, right? They put themselves up for reviews, Nearly 60, what is it now? 6,000, 7,000 reviews, average of 4.8 stars. They open themselves up for reviews. And then there's the tail of the tape, as they would say, from one location in Dallas, Texas to seven. And then the road trip started. Families, husband and wives doing these together, driving over from Florida, from uh, Louisiana, from Alabama, Tennessee, Georgia, to go to Soda Weight Loss. So they said, hey, you know what? Let's just go nationwide. You don't even have to leave your home. It's sodaweightloss.com, S-O-T-A weightloss.com, Soda Weight Loss, state of the art. So inflation is now at a 41-year high. And remember the, the snake, Jimmy Carville, Jimmy the Snake Carville? It's the economy, stupid. So it's the economy because people feel it. And the approval ratings for this figurehead is so bad that now even MSNBC, (laughs) an actor on MSNBC said to Joe Biden's people, hey, 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 stop. No one's buying the Putin inflation thing. They, they, They tried to invent this phrase, the Putin tax, because all this is Putin's fault. And if you listen to our friend, Zach Abraham from Bulwark Capital Management, this stuff's been coming for a long time. It's the Fed, it's the US Treasury, it's the banksters, it's big government, it's, it's 0% interest rate loans, it's the conjuring of money 
Everybody knows where this is headed. What happened is Joe Biden came in. Ah, stop! Uh, stop producing uh, uh, the the uh, the uh, petrotroleum and stop! Uh, stop! Stop the drilling and the and the shacking. I don't want that shacking this done anymore. That that uh, the fricking. And they did. Oh, and by the way, now now the figurehead has come out and said. Uh, they need to, uh, the oil companies, they just refuse to produce more uh, oil. So you end up with circumstances like this that, and they can't play into the game. So Jan 6 has to be it because what are they going to do? Are they going to have Jean-Pierre uh, come out and, and, and dazzle the people <laughs> with, 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 with her reading from binders? We'll get to this. It, it, it's Again, putting myself in in the head of an enemy of the United States, watching this woman fumble through answering a question because she can't find the answer in her binder. Try this in a job interview. Try it. Uh, So in your previous job in marketing, uh, how did you interact with uh, product? Because in our team, in our company, we make sure that the product people and marketing people are tied tightly together. So this would be a circumstance where you would have to uh, be able to lead uh, teams you don't run. So leading by influence. How did you do that at your former company? Hold on. You just. Oh, here we go. At my former company, I successfully integrated with. Oh, I can't read my writing. Uh, uh, non-direct reports by use of influenced by leading from a, a example. Try it in the real world. You'll hear that clip in a second. This is the fact that, that President Trump's going to run again. And I've chatted with you that they're going to hang. You watch, I, I guarantee you, you watch the Mockingbird media will turn on half a dime and discover that the mRNA injections are, are murdering people. They will at the same time discover the all-cause mortality has skyrocketed. They will all of a sudden discover that it's killing babies. They will all of a sudden discover the sudden adult death syndrome, which we talked about yesterday. It's tied to the injections. If Trump, the president runs again, and it looks like he's going to win or, or be a serious contender, and of course he will be, they will hang that around his neck. What does he have? He has videos like this. I, I, I don't even think he created this. But you can't do a better ad than this. This, this is Joe Biden six months in talking about, well, you'll hear. And someone has interposed into this the words of President Trump at his recent rallies. This is utter genius. Before I took office, there was a lot of folks out there, a lot of folks out there making some pretty bold predictions about how things would turn out. You might remember some of the predictions. They're coming for your guns. They're coming for your jobs and they're coming for your freedom. They hate American energy and Joe Biden will shut it all down. He's going to. Uh, that if if I became president, Biden's elected, he will wipe out your energy industry. Another prediction that is my favorite one, I must add, is that if I got elected, gas prices going five, six, seven dollars for a gallon. <laughs> flood your communities with criminal aliens, drugs and crime. 
while they live behind beautiful gated compounds. <laughs> they try to take away your gun, Second Amendment, they want to take it away. While they enjoy private security that's fully armed. I never understood that one. To spend trillions of dollars rebuilding foreign nations, fighting foreign wars, and defending foreign borders. So for all those predictions of doom and gloom six months in, here's where we stand. You want to use the word recession or depression? Think of the single mom struggling to put food on the table each month. You know, it's, uh, it's sad. So if your primary concern right now is inflation. We could stop it in 30 minutes. When I took office. He finally went outside. He went to get an ice cream. Look, the bottom line is this. I say you're not doing a very good job. Because he can't take any questions now from the press. <laughs> I mean, it can't. How can it be this easy? See, the outsider thing makes a lot more sense, doesn't it? Doesn't it? So they can be saying to the figurehead, oh, this, 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 not this genderless being, this entity, this genderless entity came out of nowhere. And this genderless entity has Hollywood appeal and, and Hollywood money. And this generous, genderless entity has, de- has developed this groundswell because this genderless entity is demanding and saying, okay, um, I'm done playing games. They're going to the leftist of the leftist base. I will simply take the guns. Enough. Enough. I'll simply take them. It's a public health crisis. Uh, we'll just come out and say it. Yes, inflation has gone through the roof because of the greed of the oil companies. I'm simply saying everybody's getting an electric car. I'm simply saying it. If you can't afford one, we're going to give one to you. Obama did phones. Remember the Obama phones? He didn't give them to as many people as he pretended he was going to, but he gave them. This is the perfect time. And it's, man, it's scary because it is the perfect time. This is the perfect time for a strong man to come in and say, I'll solve all the world's problems. President Trump said, I can solve this in 15 minutes, right? He has that aspect of himself. Well, I mean, so much of this is solvable, but it would require great, great honesty and it would require serving rather than being served to truly solve it. This is the earthly stuff. This is the manifestations of man. This is our governance. I'm I'm not at all deluded into thinking our fix comes from Washington, D.C. This We are in such a position and always have been that our fix comes from the Lord. It comes from being on our knees. It comes from prayer. It comes from putting D.C. and government in the right position, which is about 15 steps under the Lord. Well, I mean, it's infinitely under the Lord. But in terms of our voting, they've got to seek an outsider. They've got to pretend to be blindsided. They've got to pretend it's a ground soul. It can't be Cammie Harris. People utterly hate Cammie Harris. She, she is a uniquely unlikable human being. Oh, and then there's this. These, these just uncomfortable facts keep coming up. Um, Russia is now selling more oil at higher prices than before Joe Biden's embargo. This is from Red State. Redstate.com. Andrew Malcolm. Joe Biden's much-heralded international embargo of Russian oil purchase has flopped. Vladimir Putin is now selling more oil to the world now than before his unprovoked invasion of Ukraine provoked Biden's ineffective boycott. Not only that, but because of the economic and political uncertainty surrounding the Russian special operation, quote, and the mixed response from other countries, the global prices have surged to about uh, about 30 percent. 
surged by 30%. So Putin is not only selling more oil because of his war, he's also reaping much greater revenues at higher prices because of his war, which provides far greater sums to finance the now prolonged fighting that Biden professes to oppose. Before the war, Russia delivered to Europe, for instance, about half of its nearly 8 million barrels per day production of crude and refined oil. Even if Russia cuts its, productions, its production levels now, thanks to increased oil prices, energy experts estimate the annual oil revenues to be about $180 billion per year, 45% higher than last year. So meanwhile, the figurehead has, has taken us from oil exporter to oil importer, but now it's from Venezuela and it's from Iran. <laughs> What do they do but have an outsider? And they just have to be flummoxed and baffled that this outsider gains all this ground. And this outsider can be doing it now. Building traction now. Now, the DNC is not known for this. No party's known for this. Right? They don't want this. But it wouldn't be truly an outsider. It would be someone who's inside playing the game as outsider. So Biden there mentioned, imagine a single mom trying to feed kids. Well, <laughs> wait, you want to know why I did the little drama of the job interview thing? Looking through your notes to listen to, wait till you hear the White House spokes lawyer on this. This is just so deeply embarrassing for the country. And it has to be so very, very exciting for enemies. It has to be. Hey, the bone frog coffee, uh, what was it yesterday? We were so excited that it arrived finally. Um, oh, gosh, that reminds me. Ah, dang it. I need to send bone frog coffee um, to the guests we had on this week talking about the World Health Organization. Ah, Reggie, Reggie Littlejohn. Dang it. See, I'm starting to give bone frog as gifts to people. And I do this because I have yet to have anybody say, this is not, I've had no one say, this is not great coffee. In fact, people have reached out to me to say, what was that again? I just, when I was down in California, I told the story about showing up at this mansion. Well, I shouldn't say it that way. That sounds derogatory. It's a beautiful, beautiful home. It's, 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 it's actually for that area of the country, it's a subtle home, uh, as subtle as $40 million to buy you, but <laughs> it's a beautiful home. And I felt a little bit weird just showing up with coffee. But then this, the lady, the, the wife of the house. So, oh my gosh, I can't believe you brought coffee. We ran out of it. And then I had someone come to me and, and talk about the coffee. Now I get a note back saying, hey, by the way, what was that coffee you brought at, to Greg's house? So I got to talk about Bonefrog Coffee again. I talk so much about Tim, so much about his time in the Navy, so much as a Navy SEAL, God, country, and team. Here's my only ask of you. It's a great story. That storybook, man. I mean, young African-American, barely, uh, you know, he, he doesn't talk black. Uh, and uh, he's clean and articulate, man. It's storybook. Well, Tim is a Navy veteran, 25 years, Navy SEAL, God country team on the bags of coffee, um, hires vets, works with veteran-owned businesses, um, gives money back to the families of fallen Navy SEALs. It's storybook, man. Well, of course, Obama turned out to be poison. So here's what we ask. Try the coffee. Make your decision based upon the product. I guarantee you, Tim Cruikshank, the founder, would say the same thing. Hey, if you do not dig our coffee, please tell us what's wrong. 
But if you dig it, then why are you buying Starbucks or Folgers that went full Pride Month or others that do this? Costco? It's bonefrog.us. Bonefrog.us. And unlike that other veteran-owned coffee company that said, oh, we're all about the Second Amendment. And then Kyle Rittenhouse had to defend his life and they said, oh, well, not that Second Amendment, the other one. Tim's never going to back down from God Country Team at Bonefrog Coffee. The only way to get the 5% discount lifetime on subscriptions is bonefrog.us. That's bonefrog.us. This is the White House spokes liar. And she is uh, asked a question here about the baby formula shortage. Now, just as we listen again to this, Imagine that you advise Vlad Putin or Xi, the dictator of China, and imagine the laughter when you realize when they're watching this, and this is the person who talks to the robust American journalists, the who, what, where, when, why people. First, um, what is the White House, what is the latest update the White House has received on the current formula situation across the country? Yeah, let me see if I have anything new for you on that. I think it's been a couple of days since we have asked, been asked that question. Okay. I don't have anything new. I know we made some announcements last week. Uh, I, don't, I just don't have them in front of me. But if you want to come back and we'll, we'll talk through uh, the things that we have been able to do in the past, the most recent activities that we've done. That lady's job is to read things. That that lady's job is to be black and same-sex attracted and to open binders and, and read words that people even less prepared, well, not I can't say that, but that, that, that people who aren't yet ready to stand in front of a camera and be uh, black and same-sex attracted they don't get to stand in front of a camera. They, they type this stuff out for her. That's her job. You pay her to do this. Everything we have been caused to believe about our country needs re-examination. We are, guys, wow. Hold on. Man, do I want to say this? Do you think we're as strong as we've ever been led to believe? I think there was a time where the Lord was truly with us. I think that the founders, as, as flawed a men as they were, and so was Moses, and so was Abraham, and so was King David, so were the apostles. Um, they were, I think they were inspired by the Lord. I mean, you think about what was job number one? Well, Freedom of speech. Speech is an expression of conscience. Conscience is a, is a bridge to the Almighty. The Declaration of Independence itself stated that we have certain rights that come directly from the Creator God, life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. That when those rights are being abused by governments, we get the opportunity. Well, it's actually Thomas Jefferson's view. It's our responsibility to water the tree of liberty with the blood of patriots that I think the Lord looked at that and said, oh, okay, God-given rights, unalienable, right? You're, you're, you're predicating your country not upon the greatness of men. Now think of this. 
you're saying that government is not in charge. Government serves. And government is to protect the rights I, God Almighty, have given you. And you recognize my name in your founding. And yeah, I can see you're still enslaving people and we're going to work on that. That's going to be costly for you. We're going to work on that. And you're not perfect. And I, I see the whole plan. I know exactly what's coming. There's going to be a period of time where I am fully backing you. There was a time where we were quite strong. But when there are people like that paid to do that, that's her job. How strong are we? I mean, again, if you take this to a job candidate and you ask a job candidate a question and that job candidate turns to notes and all that job candidate can do is read notes, then you know that there's nothing in that job candidate's head that's equal to the task of even answering a simple interview question. You know it. So were we ever strong? This is a legitimate question. Was America ever really strong? No, no, let's think through this together. What did the apostle Paul say about his strength and his abilities? They weren't his own. The, the, the only way he was able to accomplish things was through Christ Almighty. What did the Lord Jesus say about his capability removed from the vine of the father? The son himself can accomplish nothing but through the father. Were we ever really strong? I mean, when you get answers like this, 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 this is, again, uh, the White House spokes liar. And she's here talking about the American Rescue Plan. Now, now, mind you, 41 years, inflation hasn't been to this level. Uh, gas prices at record high. We're, we're headed back to gas lines. California is telling people, please don't charge your electric cars. We don't have enough capacity to deliver the charges. And this is the White House post liar going back to the American Rescue Plan. The voice you hear here clarifying things at the end is, is that of Peter Ducey from Fox News. We are coming out of the strongest job market in, in American history. And that matters. And that a lot of that is thanks to the American Rescue Plan, which only Democrats uh, voted for that. Republicans did not, and it led to uh, this this economic boom, this historic economic boom that we're seeing Didn't with it also jobs. Lead to historic inflation. No, that is no. not. That is that is that is not uh, that is not how we're seeing the American Rescue Plan. That's 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 that. Didn't it lead to inflation? Uh, what? Inflation like a balloon, like with a cloth? Yeah, like with a cloth and a balloon. Got it. Certainly, that's it. Okay, so it's it's Thursday. I have an ask for tomorrow. Pretty simple. Go to the ToddHermanShow.com. Here's my question. I asked my wife the other day, should we, uh, should I do a show on on Fridays that's more fun? And again, I'm not here to, you know, pretend to have invented. Oh, we're lighting things up on Friday. 
It's not what I'm going to try to pretend because it's an old, it's an old trick in radio and this is podcasting. But I, I feel like the topics that we cover here sometimes are just so heavy um, that I want to be able to maybe lighten things up on Friday. So I've been thinking about doing a show and we're going to do this as an experiment. Um, I, I kind of have a thing for rock ballads. I don't kind of have a thing. I have a thing for rock ballads. I think they get a bad rap and I think they're, they're I think that they're kind of cool. So what I'm going to do on Friday is to go through a show and it's going to, in licensing wise, I have to do this as music reviews. So I'll do a little bit of music reviews for each song, but I have legitimate feelings tied to these rock ballads. You probably do as well. So will you email me and tell me what your favorite rock ballad is and why? And I got to define rock ballad. It's a slow love song done by a band that doesn't normally do slow love songs. Love Hurts by, by Nazareth. That's a ballad. I don't think they wrote that, but they covered it. Now, this is bizarre, but my wife thinks, we are my, my wife thinks, my wife thinks this is a rock ballad. And maybe I'll have her on the show on Friday to try to defend this ludicrous position that my beloved wife has, that this, this, this is a rock ballad. This is, someone tell me if this is a ballad. Little mini music review, beautiful song. I love the cyclical guitars. The harmonies on it are gorgeous. The guy's mustache though, I don't know. It's Blue Oyster Cult. Remember this song? So will you go to the ToddHermanShow.com and email me or hit me up on Twitter, your favorite rock ballad and why, and then just tell me, is Don't Fear the Reaper by Bloister Colt, yes or no? Is that a rock ballad and, and why? So we'll try this experiment and see how it goes. If you hate it, we'll never do it again. I um, got this uh, kind of shocking news as I sat down today to record the program. And it is, uh, I think, a thing that happens at this age. And it also came with a request and I will carry out the request and I'll do this again um, in the form of a, uh, of a music review, but it's going to be a pretty tough one for me because of the nature of the request and how the request came in. So you can view this as a personal note. I got a note from a woman named Julie, someone I don't know well, uh, but I knew her husband quite well. And he and I had been connecting, uh, known each other in high school and got reconnected through the podcast that he learned, okay, this guy, Hey, I knew him in high school, a little bit in college. He had filled in for rush, God rest rush. And so he sent me this note and I'm terrible at email. I'm blessed with so many emails. Uh, I was on the computer early in the morning, several months ago, and this popped up in front of me. I saw it. I saw the name. I thought, I wonder if, and it was Ken. And so he and I started to reconnect and had a couple of phone conversations. And this was a guy who was, gosh, in high school, he dropped out. Um, he was a guy who was famous for street fighting and he was, <laughs> he was tough. 
And he was a guy I never wanted to mess with. Gladly we were friends, even, even after he dropped out. And I would see him from time to time downtown and he had his stoner life and I had my jock life. And I remember jock friends of mine saying, you know him? I'm like, yeah, I do. I've known him for a long time and he's a good guy. And I, I wasn't discipled at the time. I wasn't able to help a person like that. I don't know that Ken would have accepted help. And, and we talked through those times and it got very bad with him. He ended up fathering a couple of children from a couple of different moms. He spent many years refusing to be a father. And he ultimately turned his life around um, when he was just confronted one day in a hospital room by a nurse who reminded him very much of his mother. And she just, she, she told him, I don't have any idea why you're here. And he told her, well, I, cause she said, no, I, I, I read your chart. And she said, why don't you just jump off the roof? You're just going to keep doing this stuff to yourself. Why don't you just call your mom and dad, say goodbye and jump off the roof? Because it'd be a better way for you to go than the way you're going to go, which is you're going to get murdered or you're going to die um, in an alley or, or you're going to die of cancer. You give yourself with these drugs, or you're going to OD and, and your body's going to be rolling around in the, in, the, in the muck. Just end it. But no, I'll put the IV in you because why? And what got him was he looks, she looks so much like his mother. And it really hit him. No one had ever said that to him before. And she said to him, you must have a family. You must. There's got to be people who care about you. I'm sorry. I don't believe that no one, there's no one who cares about you. And what he said is, well, there is, there's one person, but, but she would never talk to me. Who? My first wife. The nurse tracked Julie down. And Julie is one of the ladies who fathered or who mothered a, a child with him. It wasn't Julie who called, it was his daughter. And she called him in the hospital and said, how dare you ask my mom to call you with what you've done? And how dare you let me grow up without a dad. I deserve to know you. I don't think I ever want to have a relationship with you, but I at least deserve to get to look you in the eye. And Ken said, you're right. But I don't want you to see me the way I am. She goes, oh, I know you're a loser. And Ken told me all of this. I'm, my mom's told me what you are. And he went into tears and said, well, your mom's right. She said, but I, I get to know my dad. I at least get to see you. And he asked for two weeks to get himself cleaned up. And he got himself cleaned up. And that nurse was a mighty help in getting him cleaned up. And so was the church that gave him the clothes. So was the church that didn't ask any questions. They just gave him clothes. The lady at the church cut his hair. The church where the nurse went. And his daughter was uncomfortable meeting with him anywhere in private. 
They met at the church. And Ken described seeing her walk in. And <clears throat> she looked exactly like his, his former wife when, when at the age that he knew her. He recognized her immediately. And she recognized him, and, and, and despite her anger at, at him, this 17-year-old girl wanted a hug in the church lobby. And they talked for a couple of hours. And, and she said, my mom's in the car. Do you want to see her? He said, absolutely. So Ken started to go to that church. And he talked to me about faith. He talked to me about faith and government and heroin handouts. He was in the separate country of Seattle. Heroin handouts. And what that does to people like him. And how it made it so hard to quit. So they relocated. And they went to a place that doesn't hand out heroin. It's not a perfect place. But it doesn't hand out heroin. I don't know that the town matters. And they got to know each other. And Ken continued to go to church. And Ken and I would visit occasionally via email. Talked a couple times on the phone. He never did remarry Julie. She was too smart for that. But they became almost brother and sister. And he reconnected with his other daughter. Uh, <laughs> wow. So here's a note from Julie. Dear Todd... What a blessing the Lord gave us that you and Ken had an opportunity to reconnect. He met the Lord Jesus before he connected with your podcast, but the Lord has worked through your podcast to make him feel okay with being a man of faith, giving up the man of anger that he was, being a father. I was told to never tell you this until the day came because Ken didn't want any sympathy, but he has been dying for the past several years. He fought. He wanted to live to see our daughter and his other daughter grow up, have kids. He'd asked for a favor. He said he didn't know if you could get away with it on the podcast, but he remembered... <laughs> A time in high school when you <laughs> went to a party in your jock coat. And he was there with the stoners. And you and he played a song together. He was shocked to find out that you played guitar. And he said he'd never forgotten that moment. And the song says something about how Ken viewed the last days of his life. And so he'd ask you if you would play it. He's with the Lord now. 
We're deeply sad. We miss him. Love, Julie. Normally the show ends like this. You recognize that. And I say this is the Todd Herman Show. Please go be well, be strong, be kind, and something along the lines of, as always, let's be right with God. But today it ends with a brief music review and a song for my buddy Ken and Julie and Kimberly. This band, the chief designer of this band actually, as I understand it, made more money, believe it or not, out of his musical devices. He was the inventor of, anytime you see someone use a, uh, a pedal to affect the sounds of their guitar, if it's an analog pedal, if it's not digital, uh, it belonged to the guitar player in this band. He was an MIT engineer. And then the first two records came out, I think, I know the first one, if not the second one said, there were no synthesizers used in the production of this, of this music. And they said that because everyone said, oh, there's gotta be synthesizers. This is all sense, it wasn't. It was the genius of the guitar player and chief songwriter of this band. The sound of this band will never be duplicated. It cannot be replicated. They get a lot of attention because of the wizardry of Tom Scholz, who was the guitar player and chief songwriter for Boston. They get a lot of attention because of this singer, Bradley Delp, who has passed on. But as you listen to this, this song, and it was specifically, Ken specifically wanted the live version of the song. This was a band in a whole who jammed together. If you watch the video of these guys playing, they loved every single second of it. It was music. They were musicians of musicians. And the songwriting never gets enough credit. How can you be an MIT engineer, invent those sound pedals like this, do your own engineering, kick the engineers out of the studio and say, I'll engineer the album. Get a singer like Bradley Delp and then still produce songs like this. And Julie said that this is how Ken began to see himself after he met the Lord and chose not to tell anyone but them that he was dying. Brother, I will miss you. I remember the night. I remember exactly where we were. <laughs> and you don't know why I was at that party, do you? Well, you're in heaven, you know now. Your mom asked me to go find you, brother. My, your mom. That's why I was there in my lemon jacket. So don't look back by Boston. 